Hello, and welcome to an exciting episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. I don't have a rhyming superlative for myself. I'm so focused on tonight's match that I want to clear my mind of all that extraneous floof. What's a floof? You know, it's it's not it's smaller than fluff, but bigger than a moat. What's a moat? Uh, it's it's bigger than a bit and and smaller than a uh, than a tidge. Okay, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Why did I, you say that in the first place? I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> with me as always. We have the bountiful Kells. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. The, <laughs> the, the beautiful Andy. Hello, ladle brainers. And the bristly Neil. I thought for sure you were going to go with Buxom. I almost <laughs> did. I almost did, but I reeled it back. I appreciate that. Yeah. So tonight is a special episode. Um, for tonight's special match, special event, I figured, you know, we've got we got Neil, the sensei, and Kells, the worthy challenger, and me. So, Andy, <laughs> why don't you take it away? But first, yeah, I, hold oh, on, hold on. When you say take it away, you took it right away again. I, <laughs> did, I took it right back. Took so it right back. I had it for a second, then it was gone. Neil, what are the rules? The rules are, every week we have a theme, and within that theme there's six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points, and there's probably a few bonus points thrown in, and then a final question worth up to 100 points. You know, after after 50-some shows, I can say that without reading it anymore. Well, that was <laughs> so smooth. Yeah, that was smooth. Yeah, that was smooth. Thanks, I appreciate that. Buttery, yeah. Now, Andy? Are you, are you sure? I'm sorry. I was just checking my Twitter. It's mine now? I have the bridge? Yes. Ah, awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, for tonight, you know, my fellow trivial rivals here at uh, Brain Ladle have been suffering from the complaints of our youngest member about how unfair it is that many of these questions our host has sprung on us are from before he was born. You know, I've been hearing this, boo-hoo, I'm young and attractive. How could I know that? So today... Sounds your party, Dave. That was my Calvin impression. Did you like it? I thought it was it was oh, spot on. Oh spot on. Gosh. For those... I, I just that realized this creepy. is out there in Radio Land. Um, that wasn't Calvin talking just now. That was me, your temporary mm-hmm. host. Yeah. Anyway. Which so today I decided... I am going to level the playing field. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am leveling the playing field. Done a little research. Currently, the oldest known living person is Kanye Tanaka of Japan, aged 116. Hmm. I thought so. so I chose Kanye <laughs> in a totally different way. Yeah, he's, he's got an old so, soul. So I chose the theme of 1902. That way, even if Miss Tonka in Japan is playing along, 
she won't have an edge either. So 1902? The theme is 1902. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> well... <laughs> that's fair wow so okay. in 1902 we'll get started with sports Yay. hey <laughs> Must say question number one number question number what now? number number for those of you listening out there we are recording this on a wax cylinder because <laughs> it's 1902. Hey! <laughs> the Rose Bowl premiered as the first college football bowl game in 1902 between these two teams. Who were they? And I'll give you five points uh, for each one for a total of ten points. I am locked in with what I hope is an amazing guess. I'm locked in. With the mediocre guess. I'll lock in also. What kind of guess do you have, Neil? <clears throat> A wrong one. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Devo locked in first. Well, I went with Princeton and Army. Okay. Kells? I went with Navy and USC. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah. And Neil. I went with UCLA and University of Washington, which I don't think actually existed in 1902. I have done a clean sweep on my first question. Oh, I wonder why. The answers are Michigan and Stanford. Of course, Ooh. Michigan and Stanford. Right, Michigan and Stanford. Why How didn't I think of that? Oh, wait. It's a question <laughs> that's 116 years old. <laughs> 117 years old. Oh, my, my apologies. Question number two. Infielder Lou Castro for Philadelphia holds this first in Major League Baseball. See, since it's 1902, there's a heck of a lot of firsts. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. Okay. Neil locked in first on a sports category. So what is Neil's guess? So an infielder, I know what an infielder is. They're like plays on the, like the infield as opposed to yes. the outfield, right? So, yes. so that's where I'm starting from. Okay. And so I was trying to, I'm trying to think about what the infielders do mm -hmm. and like, they they can do like they can do double and triple plays and and um, stuff like that. But it seems like by 1902 there would have been a lot of that kind of stuff. So based on his name, I'm thinking he may be the first uh, Hispanic to play in Major League Baseball. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. And let's see. I believe Kell's locked in second. I think it was Davo, but I'd be. Proud to go second. Fair enough. I, I listened to his name. You said infielder that eliminated, you know, perfect games, no hitters, which I'm pretty sure happened before 1902 anyway. And 
the one with the name. I was like, he's the first Latino baseball player in the major leagues. All right. And Devo. Well, I went a completely different direction. And I thought, okay, infielder. What do infielders do? Much like Neil was going with. So I went with the first unassisted triple play. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, you were the only one that went the wrong direction. Right. He is the first Latin American player to play in the major leagues. So 10 points for Neil, 10 points for Cal's. On the board. All right. Question number three. Madison Square Gardens hosted this first professional sports game slash match. And I'm using game slash match to make sure it's vague. It could be any professional sport. But this professional sport held their first game slash match at Madison Square Gardens. In 1902. 1902. Before you were born, Neil. And Kells. And Davo. And most people listening. And everybody listening. Absolutely. Yeah, literally everybody listening to this show. <laughs> that's that's uh, the idea. I'm locked in. Locked in. I have I have an answer that I like. And an answer that I think would be funny. Welcome to my world. I'm locked in. Okay, uh, Devo locked in first. I don't really like the answer, but I was thinking of the venue, and I know Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden, while very big for professional wrestling, is also very big for boxing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say boxing. Okay, and Kells? I also went with boxing. Nothing, nothing else really fit in my mind. And Neil. So I'm glad you threw a match in there. Oh, yeah, I ended, I ended up going with the funny one, which is arena football. <laughs> wow, this is a quandary. Because Neil is very close. For whatever bizarre reason, it's the first NFL football game. Though really? technically not the NFL. This is a bit confusing. There was a... The very first professional football league was called the NFL. It was yeah. actually backed by Major League Baseball in- investors. Um, it only lasted one season, and it's not connected with the real NFL that we know of today. But technically, it is the first professional football game. Which means as we're coming to the last sports question, Neil is winning. <laughs> is it raining blood outside? Have the end times come? <laughs> It's a little troubling. And that is why the the sensei is Neil, because, well, I'm just going to go with my joke answer. It's only half right. (laughs) It's still right, yeah. My last question in sports. uh, Gio Lefebvre and Henry Desagrange Mm -hmm. created this race for the first time in 1902. Locked in. Locked in. I think I know what you guys are thinking. And... Are we all locked in? No. 
tables, pondering. Oh, man. Yeah. Looks like the punter's getting ready there on the sidelines. Heck no. I'm locked in. Special teams coach is out there. All right. We're going to go a fake punt on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Neil locked in first. What is your answer, Neil? I'm just guessing it was a Tour de France. And Kells, what is your answer? Tour de France. And Devo, what is your answer? Well, you started when you started talking. I was thinking uh, my first thought was immediately auto racing for some reason, and I was going with the twenty four hours at Le Mans. It's like no, let's let's not let's not do that. Let's go. Let's back it up and go with the Tour de France. And it is indeed the Tour de France, and Davo is on the board with ten. Kells has twenty. And Neil won the sports category with 25. Yep. You guys, I think I should be ashamed of yourselves. Well, I think a frog just fell out of the sky and hit me in the head. So weird <laughs> stuff's happening. That's just locust over here. <laughs> Which brings me to category number two, science and technology. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Question number one. Leon Serpollet set a new automobile speed record in Nice, France. How fast did he go? And I'll give you a plus and minus of five miles an hour. Mm. (laughs) Okay. This is one of those you know it or you don't. Yeah, I'm just going to write some Okay, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Uh, I'll lock in. Okay, Davo, you locked in first. I went 25 miles an hour. Kells? Well, he would have got a ticket in the school zone because I went with 35 miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) And Neil? I kind of went a different direction. I thought it would be a lot faster than that. I went with 65. Another clean sweep, but Neil was certainly the closest. 74 miles an hour. What? Yeah. In a horseless carriage? (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Cars have been around for a couple of decades by then. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that outlandish. I guess oh, I was yeah. just thinking I I envisioned the car with the uh you know, it's got the the wooden handbrake and the really tall tires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I would not want to get up to seventy four in that. <laughs> you know he supercharged it. You should have included that in the answer in in the question. Uh, man, that's so many horses. <laughs> <laughs> all right question number two the first full-time movie theater opened for five points name the city and for five points name the name of the theater Mm -hmm. 
This is killing me, Smalls. God. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, I'm locked in. 1902? I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm going to lock in. Before you give the answer, Andy. Mm-hmm. This is this city is probably going to be one like like Fargo, North Dakota, when we're all thinking like New York <laughs> or Los Angeles or Chicago. <laughs> no disrespect. Fargo to our is known Fargo. for its motion picture innovation, to be sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, geez, I'm gonna barf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Davo, you did lock in first. What do you think? You know, I just it just popped in my head. I don't know why it did, but I I, I went with Cleveland. I don't know why. Okay. I just because it's a I don't know. And I went with Rialto, the Rialto Theater. Nice, nice name for a theater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, Neil not locked in second. I went with the Odeon in Los Angeles. Okay, and Kells. I don't even know if this exists, but um, the the Edison Theater in Menlo Park. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, I like Which that is, a lot. It's a clever guess because, of course, Edison was originally kind of the the original motion picture magnet, um, and you came almost close with the theater's name. It's the Electric Theater in uh, Los Angeles, California. So Neil's on the board again with five. We go to our third question. Question number three. What did Nathan Stubblefield demonstrate for the first time in 1902? What did who and the what now? (laughs) What did Nathan Stubblefield demonstrate for the first time in 1902? Oh, my God. I'm, I've heard this name before. I don't know where. Dana Stubblefield was a defensive lineman for the 49ers for a long time. I thought he played with the Redskins for some reason. He ended up there. Okay. I'll lock in. Demonstrated. Um. Oh uh, God! Sure. This is terrible. Oh, I got it. I'm locked what? in. You don't got nothing. What? I, I got it. No, you didn't. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna answer this. I'm locked in. And Neil, did you lock in? I did. Okay. I think you locked first. in first, actually. Yeah. All right, Neil, what do you think? I seem to think that that guy did something with radio, but radio had already, like telegraphy had already been created by then. So I'm going to say he did a, like a wireless two-way radio. Okay. And, uh... 
Kel's locked in second. Yes. Um, and the question was, what did he demonstrate? Correct. The first time in 1902? It was the Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's science or technology. <clears throat> Have you done the Charleston? That's science. <laughs> <laughs> Dave o, what did you lock in with? Close magic. <laughs> Want to pick a card? He's the first one to do it. Yeah, talk to your special teams coach over there. Um, I'm telling you, Neil is the play. <laughs> Neil is the closest. <laughs> Believe it or not, and I, I triple checked this um, because to me, Neil's answer sounds more logical. But in every reference I found, it is the very first version of a battery operated wireless telephone. Wow. Which obviously for Neil work, work, does work similar to radio, but genuinely had a base. And the idea was somebody could use it on like a ship right off the shore and you could communicate. Huh. That's probably where I heard about that. I took a history of telecommunications in college once. So. <laughs> So Neil got no points for that because he sounded. Neil crazy. got no point. No, it's it's. I can't accept that one because I I, I actually almost threw out this comp, this question a couple times. Like, is it radio? Is it not? And I did some looking. It's it's connected to radio, but it really is a battery operated wireless telephone. All right, question number four. Radium chloride is isolated as a pure metal for the first time by this team. Locked in. Locked in. Now, you guys and your smartness. <laughs> I don't know this other. Can. Can we get five points each? <laughs> okay. Throw me a bone. Sure. Sure. Okay. I'm locked in. Okay, Neil, you locked throw. in right away. <laughs> I believe it's got to be the Curies. Do you need their names? Well, now we do since Dave was wanting to split them up. <laughs> How about Marie and um, her husband, whose name is, I think, Cleotis, I think. Pierre? <laughs> All right. And Kells? Marie and Pierre Curie. And Devo. Well, I had Marie Curie, but I didn't know her husband was involved, so I went with Clay Thompson. The science bros. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, Dave, if, if, if you had to split them up like that or... If you, if you were asking for only half points, then you probably didn't get any points because I just assumed everybody knew that she worked with her husband. Well, you assumed incorrectly, Neil. 
Well, I, clearly, <laughs> clearly, I did. Yeah, you did. So you literally you, never you locked under- in with Clay Thompson. I locked in with Marie Curie and Clay Thompson. Oh, oh, my God. who's Clay Thompson? Oh, He's one half of the oh, Splash wow. Brothers with okay. Steph Curry. It's a joke. It's a basketball joke. Oh, did you okay. know that, I Neil? Know. I thought everybody knew that. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right. At the end of our science and technology question, uh, our series, Davo is still playing at 15 points. Uh, Kels is right in with 30. (laughs) And Neil Neil is leading the pack at 40. Almost anybody's game. (laughs) Yeah. If there was some kind of Batman quiz you could throw out there that was in 1902, I could ace it. I think he wrote but, the trolley. I didn't. To the bat trolley. To the bat trolley. To the bat trolley. Get to the bat battery powered wireless telephone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. <laughs> Category three politics of 1902. Ugh. No. Are we ready? <laughs> Did someone throw up a little? (laughs) It sounded like someone threw up a little. (laughs) Those madcap political times that were 1902. Question number one. The Second Boer War ended with the Battle of Twibosh. Who won that battle? So who won the last battle of the Second Boer War? I'm going to lock in. And this is where one of my students would be asking me, Mr. McBride, is it called the Second Boer War because this class is so boring? Uh, (laughs) And I I would say yes. Yes, it is. I'm locked in. You would say yes, yes, it is, and that's a paddling. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at my samples. That's a paddling. (laughs) Okay. So Neil locked in. Uh, I'm going to go with Davo first. Where'd you go with Davo? Well, I I was always interested in the Boer War. I thought it was the Boer Wars. I thought they were interesting at the very least. Um, I know that they were fought between the British and the native, the, the settled Dutch in South Africa that were called Boers. So I went with the Boers. And Kells? Uh, I went with the South African Republic. And Neil? I thought the British one, so I said British. It was indeed the South African Boers won the last battle with the capture of a British general and over 200 of his men. Woot! Question number two in politics from 1902. This agency created in, wait for it, 1902, would grow to mm-hmm. become the largest wholesaler of water in the United States, supplying 31 million people today. What is that agency? What? I'm locked in with something. Mm. I'm locked in with something. Yeah, I'm 
I know it's not right, but I'm going to lock in with it. I can't think of the other one. Okay. Uh, Neil, you locked in first. What's your answer? Um, I wasn't exactly sure what you were getting at, but I was basically thinking about municipal water departments. And I'm pretty sure the largest one is in Los Angeles. And that seems like about the right time because they had all these new movie theaters they needed to make sure had water. And so I went with the Los Angeles Water Department. Okay. Kells? Uh, I, I think it's probably way too early for them, but I went with the Tennessee Valley Authority. And Devo. I went with the National Park Service. Ooh, another clean sweep for me. It's the United States oh, Bureau of Reclamation. Our favorite bureau. Oh, I know. They're, that's a zany group of water nuts over there at the USBR. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're just crazy about water. Woo! All right. This is fun. Question number three. <laughs> this famous American politician was ironically wheelchair bound for a period after his carriage was struck by a trolley car. I'm locked in. Sure. I'm locked in. Mm, I'm locked in. Okay. Devo, you locked in first? Bully! <laughs> oh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. All right. Kells? I also went with Theodore Roosevelt. And Neil? I wasn't sure what was ironic about Teddy Roosevelt, even though he's usually the answer for that sort of thing. So I went with FDR because he went on to become wheelchair bound after his polio thing. Oh, you, you overthought it. Or you could point out ironically that both Roosevelt's were wheelchair bound in the white house for a period of time. Oh, that didn't seem ironic to me. Theodore Roosevelt is seem, the answer. That seems like a coincidence to me. <laughs> Wow. I was just going to start calling you Atlantis. Oh, I see that. For ironing. Okay. Well, it's also ironic because, you know, he's known for being extraordinarily fit and active during his period in the White House. So it's just kind of. Thanks for sucking the fun out of my one fun question, Neil. That was the fun one. That was the fun one. All right. I have. Now, now we stop having fun. Question number four. Eldest son of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, this king's coronation took place in 1902, and he gained the nickname of Uncle Europe for promoting good relations with his neighbors, though he did not get along well with his nephew, the German Emperor Wilhelm II. What king am I talking about? 1902, kids. Soak it in. <laughs> I'm There's enough 1902 to go around. Soak it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, not happy, but I am locked in. Um, I'm going to pick a name and a number. <laughs> and that's how this is going to be done. Oh, do you need the number, too? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, I feel like a lot of those a lot of those guys shared the same name. So a lot of them. Yeah. Only one of them was the king in 1902. All right, Neil. <laughs> I'm going to have you batting first. Awesome. <laughs> I think that it was Edward the seventh. And Kells? I also chose Edward, but I said the sixth. And Davo? I also chose Edward because there's the song from Mary Poppins. It's grand to be an Englishman in 1910. King Edward's on the throne. It's the age of men. And I went with Edward V. Okay. Uh, Neil is the only one that got that one right. Woo! So. Yeah. <laughs> that one coming. You did that one. So the score is Devo still playing at 35. Yeah, buddy. And five uh, points behind second place. Give me something. No, <laughs> and uh first and second are tied up at 50 apiece no they're not it's 15 points Dave. no what i hope math isn't next kel's got two <laughs> oh, right you know what? and i got one yeah i've i marked you down incorrect for getting the south african one incorrect that was my bad it's all right okay so it wasn't math it was uh everything else that I got wrong. You're ciphering. This is here's a word again. I think I think I'm using this word right in this next category in question. I'm a little nervous, but okay. Our next category is potpourri. Uh huh. Oh, I like potpourri. Yeah. Potpourri. No, it's potpourri. I took French. Um. Question number one, this famous department store chain that today some ironically use their name with a French accent was founded on June 24 in 1902. Locked in. I'm locked in. Locked all the way in. I'm locked in. Kels, you locked in first. All right, if I get this right, then I must say um, a big shout out to one of my oldest friends, uh, Taisha, who used to call it this, and she was the first person I ever heard call it this. <laughs> but I'm hoping it's Tarjay, which is Target. <laughs> and Davo, you locked in second. Well, I'm I'm going to give a big shout out to my grandma Gwen, who called it this. It was Tarjay. <laughs> Good old Target. And Neil. <laughs> Founded in Minneapolis, Minnesota, I believe the answer is Target. It is Target, and I would love to know who started calling it Target. Because it was fancy. Was that the deal? <laughs> my my granny called them. She always put the two together. She called uh, Target. She called Target Target, and she called Montgomery Ward Monkey Ward because mm-hmm. it wasn't as fancy. <laughs> My my grandma always called it monkey ward as well. 
Okay. That one's a no to me. Well done. The first sweep of a question. Mm -hmm. Question number two. In 1902, this was the tallest structure in the world. I don't know when that was built, so I just got to go with what I got. I'm going with the gut. Locked in. I'm going to lock. Hmm. I don't know. Sure. Why not? I'm locked in. Neil? Tallest structure, you say? Tallest structure, I say. I uh, locked in. All right. I believe Dave locked in first. See, I know structure is probably a hint that it's not a building, but I still went with a building. I went with the Empire mm -hmm. State building. Okay. And Kells? I, my, my heart was telling me Empire State building. But yeah, the, the structure thing caught me too. So I went with the Eiffel Tower. And Neil. I also went with the Eiffel Tower. Which is a good thing because it is the Eiffel Tower. You guys are so smart. <laughs> I think that the uh, Empire State was, for some reason, I'm thinking it was built in 1908. I don't believe the Empire State Building is around in 1902, but I'm not sure of that. No, actually, let me think about this. I am sure of that. It is not there in 1902. Because it's well, finished during the Great Depression. I don't know when this was built. So. And you're correct. You don't I had know. no idea. Okay. I'm right about what still, I'm, right about what I'm wrong about. Accurate. That's great. <laughs> Dave, you're getting a little testy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that your comeback is that the entirety of your comeback oh, that's all I've got no. oh <laughs> alright question number three this over the counter remedy was said to quote clear the complexion gives buoyancy to the mind regulates the stomach and the bowels and is in fact a perfect guardian of health what is it Weren't they using Eye of Newton leeches in the in hot <laughs> two? I'm locked in. Why not? I'm locked in. Why do I do this to myself? I do it for the people. I'm locked in. <laughs> I do it for the fans. All right, Neil, you're locked in first. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be a question if it weren't something funny or something that we wouldn't consider to be any of those things today. So my guess is it's it's some drug that's not that's mostly illegal now. So I guessed opium. Mm. Kells. Yeah, well, I I wanted to say milk of magnesia, but I thought <laughs> cocaine would be funnier. So I said cocaine. And Devo. <laughs> I do cocaine. <laughs> I said cocaine. You're on the right track. Uh, Kel, or Neil is the closest. It's heroin. 
Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Which is an opioid. It isn't. That's why I said you're the closest. But not close enough. Question number four. This landmark, originally named the Fuller Building, is a 22-story skyscraper in the boroughs of Manhattan that is known today by nickname. It derives from its resemblance to a household device. Locked in. Locked in. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. I think we're going to go with that. Don't you dare. I locked in last. Make me last. <laughs> I think I think Kel's locked in first. Kel's, what's your answer? I want the Flatiron Building. And then... Um, Neil, you locked in next. I also said the Flatiron Building. And Davo, you locked in, but make I sure you I said the Flatiron Building. All right, all right. Flatiron Building. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, so our scores are on the podcast, Davo with 55, and Neil and Hello, Kells. Buddy. <laughs> Neil Kells tied up at 80. Entertainment of 1902. Oh, I thought we just got that one with the heroin question. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question number one The first science fiction film is released on the 1st of September in 1902. What is the English name for five points? And what is the French name for five points? Science fiction. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's, I've seen it. It's yeah, we've amazing. all seen it. It is. I'm locked in. Ah, uh, shoot. I'm locked in. Um, I'm locked in. Okay, Kelvin. Um, I said Metropolis. And the French name? Uh, Le Metropolis. Okay. And uh... <coughs> oh, I gotta stop doing the heroin. And uh, Devo. I I can't remember the name exactly. It's the I said Journey to the Moon in English, and I did not have a French one. Okay, and... but I can see the little guy in the moon with a little rocket flying into his eye. And Neil, so you want the, both the English and the French? Yes. Um, well, the French I think is like Le Voyage dans la Lune. Mm. Which I would assume translates to a voyage to the moon. Mm. All right. I'm going to open us up for, for the contestants and judging here. See what we think. The answer is a trip to the moon. And the French title was Le Voyage dans la Lune. So you got the French right, but you didn't quite get the English right. 
Devo also came close to getting the English right. Ah, uh, man, that, that sounded close enough to me. I'm going to give 10 points to Neil because it's extremely close. I'm going to give five points to Devo because I feel sad for him. All right. I will take all the pity points. I know. I know. I would too. I, I am with you. Um, yeah, we, we stand below giants on the show, you and I. All right. <laughs> Question number two. This book is published on November 13th, 1902, and will oddly enough be the inspiration for a major motion picture on the Vietnam War 77 years later. For five points, give me the book name, and for five points, give me the film name that inspires. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Okay, Devo. Uh, Heart of Darkness and the movie it inspired was Apocalypse Now. Kells? Heart of Darkness, Apocalypse Now. And Neil? Ditto. Ditto, the movie. <laughs> Secret of the Ditto. No, Heart, Heart of Darkness and Apocalypse Now. All right. You're all right, of course. Uh, Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, which will inspire Apocalypse Now. That's right. Never get out of I was, the boat. I was really, really lucky that my wife read Heart of Darkness and told me that it was similar to the to the novel or to the movie, so I didn't actually have to read it. Okay. <laughs> well done. Very, very happy with that. Because the names like, are I, the same, right? I like I like how Neil's like, and I got out of reading it like anytime I can get out of reading a book. <laughs> Which I know is not the no, case. I love to read of course. I love to read books, but from what she told me about A Heart of Darkness, it's not a very feel-good book. No, well, no, obviously, either is the film. Yeah, neither is the Bible. No. All right, question number three. This tenor made the first million-selling record on the gramophone label in Milan. Who is the famous tenor? Locked in. Wow, Devo. With confidence. Cinderella story. Yeah, I mean, I know where. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I want to at least be competitive. But I don't think that's right. The more I think about it. You got to go with your gut, you know? Go with your gut. I've got two, and I just I picked one that I think is older. So I'm locked in. Everybody I can think of is, I, I'm pretty sure, later than 1902. Yeah, this would have happened before you were born, Kels. You mean like most no, of the show? And, yeah. Most most every show? Most, most everything in your life, really, if you think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when it comes down to it. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm wrong with that. Devo's confidence um, yeah. has been quickly eroding. Like a levy, it's about ready to let go. No, um, I, I just am okay. <laughs> okay. We will start off with Neil. So I was torn between uh, 
um, Pavarotti, was that his name? Pavarotti and Caruso. And I feel like I've seen Pavarotti, like, so he must be more recent. So I guessed Enrico Caruso. And Kells? Uh, Paolo Andolini. And who? Is that no, a real come person? back to that. Devo? <laughs> <laughs> I was torn between Caruso and Placido Flamingo. Flamingo. So I also went with Caruso. Thank good, because both the other artists you mentioned are modern day. Caruso is the correct answer. Um, who did you say, Cal's? Paolo Andolini. Paolo Andolini. And he is famous for... Paolo. Being the brother of the biggest Don in fictional New York uh, crime. <laughs> I'm a little concerned kid. about your gangster... Your gangster idealism, ideology, (laughs) whatever that word is. I'm scared. Really? I mean, he died in the opening scene of Godfather Part 2. He was Vito's older brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, wait, I saw it once, and that was plenty. (laughs) Wow. That was plenty. Are you kidding me? How many times did you flash Gordon? What? There's more than How many twice. times? You should... yeah, <laughs> I was a child. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Wow, you guys. Yeah, you, was... you guys were both watching Godfather 2 when you were eight. Give me a break. Oh, All kidding aside, the oh, first oh, time oh, I saw oh, The Godfather oh. is when, um, like, the first VCR of my dad, that was, like, the very one of the very first movies he went out and got. I was probably in middle school. I won't lie. At, at the age of eight, if Eddie Murphy wasn't in it, it was probably trash. When I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Eddie Murphy in my youth was the man. All right. Last question in entertainment. This Scott Joplin tune would return to pop culture in 1973 after it was used as a theme music to The Sting. What is the name of the song? Locked in. I'm locked in. Uh, sure. Okay, Neil, start us off. So I'm thinking it's one of two. It was either, I was thinking maybe the Maple Leaf Rag or the Entertainer. And I ended up picking the Entertainer. Okay. Devo? The Entertainer. Okay. And Kells? I wrote Ragtime Jazz. It is, in fact, the entertainer rag. So, big shift here. Devo and Kells are tied for second place at 90. Yes! And Neil is at 120. Our sixth category is Arrivals and Departures. 
people that either born were born or died in 1902. So starting off with this author that led the Harlem Renaissance was born on February 1st. Who is he? Locked in. Locked in. Oh, now, well, man, <laughs> now I'm going to feel dumb again. Uh, oh, I feel, man, I don't know. Did you say who is he or who is she? I said this author that led the Harlem Renaissance was born on February 1st. I did not denote a sex because I'm not into labels. Because okay. I am I am very awake. Uh, you're woke is what you're trying to say? Woke is completely grammatically incorrect. I am awake. Nah, grandpa's awake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in with a name and I don't even want to say it. Great, I'll let you start, Davo. <laughs> Alex Haley. All right. I know. Um, Kells? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> didn't say anything. Uh, with... <laughs> did not say anything. With the name that I'm <laughs> with the name that I'm hoping to say for a future son of mine, Langston Hughes. And Neil, are were you gonna are you gonna just call him Langs then? Kind of like Kells. No, I'll call him Langs. <laughs> okay, I like oh, Langs awesome and Kells. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly redirect uh, from my incompetence. <laughs> my answer. <laughs> <laughs> my answer was Hughes. Very good. It is Langston Hughes. Question number two. This stooge was born just before Halloween. So I got like a one in what, four? Is it getting five. One in five. <clears throat> it's five of them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this just got harder. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm locked in. Locked in. Uh, Kells. I don't think Neil's oh, locked in. Oh, you didn't mow? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm locked in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like, oh, you didn't mow. <laughs> <laughs> Kells went with mow. Neil? I'm going to go with Shemp. Debo. Curly. Wow. Mm. You had a one in five chance, and I got a clean sweep. It's Larry Fine. It's Larry. God. <laughs> you said that like you knew his birthday and everything. No, it just figures. It just figures. Larry. You know? Larry, Curly, Moe, Shem, and who was the fifth? Curly Joe. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hello. Curly Joe's? Yeah. No. Curly Sue. No. Curly Joe. Larry. Larry, Curly, Moe, Shem, and five. who? Yeah, curly there's Joe. I think so. I... Oh, you're, it is oh, Curly, it curly Joe. Joe. And a Curly? Yeah. I, I yeah he was curly. Curly super curly late. Joe. Super duper yeah, late. And very, very few episodes. Yeah. Because cur okay. Curly got sick first. 
All right. of the show or like physically? no he got physically ill and then oh. he died you know <laughs> while, while they were still very popular oh well, curly curly joe was showed up when they were on television okay so he was very late yeah yeah by that time yeah, when they were Larry doing movies in the 50s and 60s yeah. they, that was curly joe Question number three. Dying in the fall of 1902, he was a millionaire six times over, and his popular apparel product for work and leisure still bears his name. Who was he? Oh, um, no. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. So I think, Neil, we're just waiting for you. I'm locked in. Okay. I'm going to start with Devo. Well, I went with Levi Strauss. Kells? I also went with Levi Strauss. And Neil. No. Um, That would have been a much better answer than mine, which was Helly Hansen. Who? Who? Helly, Helly Hansen. Ellie Don't know her. They're a, a sport sporting sportswear company that's been oh. around since like the mid eighteen hundreds. Okay. Oh my goodness. Never heard of that. It is indeed Levi Strauss. Yay! Yay! Question number four in Arrivals and Departures. She died over a half century after presenting her Declaration of Sentiments at the Seneca Falls Convention. Who was she? Man. I got two names swimming around. Me too. (laughs) I'm afraid to use either. Boy, it's Uh, just lucky none of you are history majors. Otherwise, it'd be an easy question. Medieval history major. Bite my left toe. (laughs) I'm locked in. Man, I always get the suffragettes mixed up. Always. But I'm going to go with that. Locked in. I'll lock in too. Okay, Neil. I hope just the last name's good enough because I can't remember what the first names were. Um, But I guess Stanton. Kells. Elizabeth Katie Stanton. I never remember her. Ever. Why? <laughs> Why? You want Susan yes. B. Yes. I want with Susan B. It is Elizabeth Katie down again. Stanton. <laughs> Susan B. But, Anthony and Frank Robinson let me down. Whoa. That all Frank. That's right. I said <laughs> it. Frank just pick on all the dead people. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so Can't much easier to pick on dead people than <laughs> it is to pick on you guys. This at least you didn't kill Susan. <laughs> yeah. No. Maybe I killed her dollar. Did you ever think about that? Maybe. Could definitely have been. a suspect that was now. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm it's thinking. Like, hey, about I, that's not a quarter. Wow. That's a dollar. I want my Coke. Come on. Wow. All right, at the end of this category in the last round of regular questions, it's anybody's game with Devo at an even 100, Kells at 120, 
and Neil at 140. Mm-hmm. So. I don't feel confident going up against Mr. Lister with a 20-point lead. <laughs> I know. Because I'm, just I'm, having a, I'm having a monster game. <laughs> In 1902, Major League Baseball fielded 16 clubs. In four minutes, list as many as you can. And for the answer to be correct, you must have the full name and correct city for 1902. You have to have the correct team name and the correct city. You dirty dog. For 1902. Oh, boy. Wait, some of them moved around. (laughs) All right, to be clear, because I knew somebody was going to do this. All right. I'm using the MLB website for what they ended the season at. So if you look at the, if you go to the Major League Baseball's official website and say, you know, what, what did the teams do in 1902? This is how they're listed. Okay. All right, and I will start the clock now. Just to just a question: Are you doing? Yep. You said there's fourteen of them, or is this worth one hundred forty points? Sixteen. Only going to take ten. Um, no, I'll take as many as you can come up with in four minutes. Okay. Because that's that's not how our question works. That's okay. I'm mixing it up. I'm zany. I'm madcap. I'm like the wind. <laughs> you know, I couldn't. I couldn't name sixteen teams today. <laughs> yeah, you could. I, I'd be struggling, but you could still do it. <laughs> I don't know what voice Kels is using, but it's awesome. You could still do it. It's very. <laughs> it's very soothing. It really is. I'm. I'm soothed. <laughs> Cake or death. I'm going to give five points for each one that you got right. I'll let you keep the score. I'm going to list these teams. Five. In I want ten. I want All right. Ten something. One. All right. Does everybody give no, a ten? I'm fine with ten. I figure with six, possibly sixteen. There's no way anybody's coming close to sixteen. All right. No, probably not. I'm going to go in order of their team record with the best team at the top. Though technically in 1902, there is no best team because there was a feud between the AL and the NL and they could not agree on a World Series. So there was no World Series in 1902. Yeah, so that was no World Series in 02. Right. I remember reading that. So the team with the best winning record at 741 is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yay. Do not have them. Number two, the Philadelphia Athletics. <laughs> Yay! Worst today is the Oakland A's. Not the same as the Phillies, is it? No, they're a different team. Different team. Philadelphia Athletics. Number three, St. Louis Browns. Yay! Which, incidentally, the Browns originally were the Milwaukee Brewers. And moved to St. Louis, and then, of course, later, now they're the Baltimore Orioles. So I, I put Milwaukee Brewers. 
So that's not right. That's not right. The Brew Crew. Number four. And this one, this one really frustrates me because I spent a lot of time trying to come up with the origins for this. The Brooklyn Super Boss. Super S- what? Super Boss. S-U-P-E-R-B-A-S. Yeah. I found that. I guess it's part. Superbas. Oh, Superba. Superbas. Superbas. Oh. Like, I'm superb. Okay. Oh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. By the way, well, the, the Brooklyn <laughs> Supaz, Supaz, or however, come closest to the DC universe because just before they were called that, they were the Ward's Wonders. Brooklyn Robins. And then the Brooklyn and Robins. They're the Robins in there. Right. Yeah. Um, of course, now they're, they are the Dodgers. Um, number five. Apparently, superba. Apparently, superba is a Latin adjective meaning superb. Okay, nice. So it's, it's Latin. Uh, number five, the Boston Americans. Nope. Which, of course, now are the Red Sox. Hmm. Number six for the NL is the Boston Bean Eaters. Oh gosh! Does anybody know? Oh, I got that. One. Does anybody know who the Bean Eaters are today? Are they the? Braves? Are they the Braves? They're the Atlanta Braves. They became mm. the Boston Braves. Uh, number seven they didn't move to Atlanta. Is yep, exactly. Number seven is the Chicago White Sox. Hey. Oh. Of course. Number eight is the Cincinnati Reds. Yay! Got them. Number nine is the most confusing of all of them because I found two different places with two different official names and one official name has two different spellings. Um, But I'm going with uh, more than once. They were referred to as their official name as the Cleveland Bluebirds. But apparently the team hated the name Bluebirds, and they refer to themselves as the Cleveland Broncos. And MLB actually has them listed as the Broncos, and it gets even more confusing. Broncos with an H. Bronchos? Bronchos. But I found it also spelled Broncos properly. Um, But And, of course, they're now the Cleveland Indians. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number 10 is the most tricksy. The Chicago Orphans. The Orphans? Their nickname was the Cubs. So if you wrote the Cubs, Uh, you're you're wrong. Would I get that? Nope, because that's not the official name. Official name is Chicago Orphans. Orphans. Um, What the? And incidentally, 1902 (laughs) is is the uh, season Tinker Evans and Chance premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington Senators. Senators is at eleven. Yay! Okay. Uh, number twelve is the St. Louis Cardinals. Yay! Thirteen is the Philadelphia Phillies. Yay! Fourteen Wait, is. Am I yay? I am not right. I for, I didn't get it in time. Shoot! All right. Uh, where we left at fourteen. Fourteen is the Detroit Tigers. Oh, got him. Oddly enough, Sparky Anderson was even managing the Tigers then. I know, dude was like 200 years old when he finally died. Uh, 15 he was, is he was a vampire. Yeah, I know. 15 is the Baltimore Orioles. 
And 16 is the New York Giants. Yay. The Yankees weren't around back then? Not yet. Incidentally, this was the exciting dead ball era. Tommy Leach of the Pittsburgh Pirates led the NL that year with six home runs. Six monsters. Ah, <laughs> oh, the dead ball era must have been fun to watch. And another infield <laughs> blooper. Yep. That's going to send everybody home. <laughs> Wasn't bunting all the rage in, in this time period, too? Yes. Yeah, I think bunting was like a like pretty bunting and stealing base and yeah. and those kinds of things. Lots of two to two to ones and stuff like that. So you're saying baseball was more boring back then than it is now? Yes. Wow. Yes, yes it was. Okay, gentlemen. Do you have your point totals, Dave? What'd you come up with? Well, I had eight correct, so I got forty points. Davo got 40 points, which brings him up to 140. Kells, you're in second place. How much did you come up with? Well, I have seven correct. Let me make sure. Browns, Athletics, Tigers, White Stockings, Giants, Orioles, and Reds. Yeah, so 35 points for me. Which has him jumping to lead with 155. And Neil? So I was able to name seven current teams in the general area of the northeast quadrant of the country and ended up getting seven of them right. (laughs) Because they're teams that are still where they were and have the same name because I had no idea about the others. All right. So I got 35. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered how many points we would have tacked onto this. Uh, Neil is still the winner at 175. Kells came in second at 155. And Davo came in third at 140. Thank you, 1902, for making us laugh and love again. Mm. Can't get enough of the, the aughts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I might do all of them. Huh? Oh, 1903? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Crazy times. Well, thank you very much, Andy, for reading those questions. They were they were very good questions, if challenging. Always a good time to hang out with you guys. Yeah. So, from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is still on the podcast, Davo, with <laughs> Kells... I uh, bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> That's a borderline dad joke, but I still liked it. By the dad of the country. Uh, <laughs> Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers from 1902. And Neil. As King Edward VII once said, I don't mind praying to the Eternal Father, but I must be the only man in the country afflicted with an Eternal Mother. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, because she was was really old. Well done. (laughs) Nice. Signing off. Uh, Hello, all you good trivia people out there. Uh, If you like what you hear, I have exciting news uh, for you. 
You can listen to this show on your favorite podcast apps, wherever that might be. Whatever uh, floats your boat. Uh, got any ideas, you can tweet us at uh, Ladle Brain. If you're into the Facebook kind of thing, uh, we're at Brain Ladle Productions. Also, YouTube at Brain Ladle Productions. Kind of redundant, but you get the idea. We also have a website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. If you want to get us individually, there's a Neil, there's Kels, there's Davo, and there's even a, an Andy fellow. If you're feeling generous, uh, also have a Patreon. You know if you can send us some ducats to really help out the show. And that also that leads into us helping you. So help us help you, and you be classy out there. Obama out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.